Welcome to HDE Home Care. HDE Home Care is a family-owned company that hires service providers to work with people with disabilities. We support children and adults at home and in the community to accomplish daily activities. Today on Success Stories with HDE, I'll be interviewing Kaylin Connery, who is a job coach on our team in Beaverton. He will tell me about his client, Jeffrey, and the successes that he has encountered in the past year of employment. So today I have Kaylin Connery. Yes. Okay. And he is one of our employment professionals on the, uh, essentially the job coaching team. And uh, he so graciously volunteered to be here today and be interviewed. Um, So welcome, Kaylin. Thank you. Um, can we start out? How long have you been with HDE? Uh, yeah, I've been here, I guess, a little bit over a year now. I, I, I think I hit my year mark like a couple months ago. So you're in some change. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And you started out as a job coach. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and are you still with some of the same clients? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I'm still so like my first client, like one of my one of the first clients I had ever been assigned to when I started job coaching was a man named Jeffrey. He's a track three client. And uh, yeah, he works at the residence in as a house person. Um, and I, I worked a couple when I first started, I worked a couple shifts with Vitaly. And I think about after my second or maybe like first or second week, um, they finally placed Jeffrey. Uh, at the residence in Marriott. And yeah, I was his, I was his first job coach and going to be continuing working with him going forward. Cool. Do you mind explaining to people who might not know like what a track three client necessarily entails? Yes. So track three clients are people who require the highest level of support. So they're the people who I guess are technically, um, labeled i guess as a danger to themselves or uh, the community without like one-to-one direct support right so uh one-to-one a job coach or yeah uh, personal support worker whatever whatever it may be like in any type of like modality of life like they generally need someone to be there with them okay cool um, so that's a pretty big mark of success then yeah. that he's been working for almost a year now. He's, he's, he's over a year, yeah. over a year. He's okay. over a year. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple of setbacks, which I think we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he hit his year mark close to when I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so you were there, were you there for his like first couple shifts or? Mm, yeah, I was there for his. I'm not sure. Actually, the job developer, Ryan, he might have been there for orientation. Um, but yeah, for his very first shift, I was there. Um, and I was pretty much his only job coach for probably the first couple of months of working there. That's cool. Yeah. So between then and now, what are like some of the biggest changes you've seen in his work performance? Oh, man. I mean, uh, he's he's I mean. It's it's really night and day almost like when we first started, um, we were really thinking that we'd have to kind of tailor some of the job expectations or some of the tasks that he might have to do, because like it would for his full shift, like for the full like four hours that he was working, like he could probably get like one thing done. And generally we would focus on the trashes. And by the end of it, you know, he was like sweating. He was like extreme. I mean, like like profusely sweating, right. um, you know, like extremely tired, like really, really worn down. 
Um, now he could probably get through at least half of his task list. Um, he's lost a lot of weight since he's been working with us. I mean, okay. he's been, there's been a lot of like, there's been, there's been a lot of changes in him since, since he started his job. Way more personable. His customer service uh, skills have, have gotten just like so, so, so much better. And like, he definitely, I feel like, uh, I should say this. Um, he definitely knows like more personal boundaries, I guess, or no. kind of like social boundaries. Yeah. He's, he's way more cognizant about that, those sort of things now. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is a lot of times one of the biggest hurdles mm. in employment mm -hmm. with a lot of the people that we place is understanding social norms, personal boundaries, mm -hmm. what's appropriate. Right. Because if we weren't there and someone does something, you know, mm -hmm. they may automatically go to HR exactly, and, and have a problem. So that's one of the biggest benefits of having a job coach there. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's been so successful in the last year. How do you feel that you have grown as a job coach in the last year? Oh, uh, well. That's a good question. Well, first uh, of all, I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay. Was this your first job coaching role? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. And I know that in Arizona, there's employment services out there. But I had never heard of, like, the job coaching position. I've never heard of a job developer or anything. I've heard of VRCs. Yeah. But that's about it. Like, people who essentially, like, I don't know. The VRCs in Arizona, I feel like, kind of almost played the role of job developer and like, their main priority was to get people placed in jobs um but i had never heard of like extensive employment services until i moved down here okay yeah okay and for anyone who doesn't know vrc is a vocational rehabilitation counselor that mm -hmm. in oregon is who essentially refers us our clients who need assistance yeah in job development and job coaching for sure um there's a lot of acronyms in this field so i try to try to define a little bit that's that's one thing i've improved um knowing all the acronyms like when i first started like my first couple of employment meetings like i was like i had to stop everything i'm like what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean yeah it's hard it's hard yeah. i remember it took me a while as well yeah um, for it. how i've improved i mean like i'm i i have always been um should I say this? Like, I've always been committed to like providing services to like vulnerable populations. Like, I'm going in for social work, so this is like, this is something that I have uh, been like pretty passionate about for a long time. But like, in terms of, I guess like specific improvements, like I don't know, like interpersonal skills, like people with disabilities. Mm. Like, I, I've I've gotten like so much more comfortable with that. Like, I feel like I know. You know, I know all of like the early warning signs for maybe escalation. I know how to de-escalate a lot better than I used to. I know a lot of like, I don't know. I just feel like I know a lot of like the um, service documents. I don't know if that's like, if that's something that's worth putting on this podcast. No, but, like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, There's a lot of documentation in this kind of job. There so, is. Yeah. There is. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with that but i mean like yeah. in, in terms of just like working with the clients like just really being able to like understand and empathize with them on on a much deeper level than i used to be able to right. i guess would be like my biggest um uh my biggest like skill 
from end of year. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a that's a really important skill because it's not necessarily an easy job. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to have empathy. Otherwise, sometimes you can get resentful. Yeah, um, resentful or compassion burnout. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of negative things for like non empathetic people working in social services. Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. People get in to social services. I'm not really sure why if they're not willing to be empathetic, but it does happen. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's it's a big requirement. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that and boundaries. Otherwise, oh for sure. Otherwise, you're going down. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so will you tell me more about Jeffrey's role? You said that he liked to work on. Uh, or he did work on the trashes in the beginning, and mm. now he gets through half of his task list. What exactly is on his task list? Yeah, I mean, they they have like their own design task list. Of course, like we've we've kind of pick and cho choosing some of like the more important things that uh, his supervisors wanted. So basically, like he'll he'll be able to do at least like an hour and a half of vacuuming, maybe like an hour of vacuuming. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. For like four stories, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, so he can get through like an hour and a half of vacuuming, and most a lot of the times he can get through all four floors, and sometimes even the stairways and stuff like that. Yeah. In that time, uh, he could do that. He's able to like mop the lobby, clean the break room, clean the bathrooms, um, like going going around and like dusting all of like the hard to reach places, sanitizing the gym and it's not always in this order and like not all the times he's able to complete all these tasks in one day but i would say at least like i don't know out of like the six or seven things that i listed he can usually get like four or five of them done, including the trashes trashes are like still like the the main thing that uh, his supervisor wants to do which he does significantly faster than when he first started yeah that's great one mm -hmm. well, i'm guessing i mean it's pretty common in this field that someone who gets placed in a job, especially someone who is a higher needs client mm -hmm. or track three, as we call them in this field, a lot of times people have been out of work for a long time or have never had a job. Right. Do you happen to know if this was his first position? No, it wasn't his first position. Um, Jeffrey worked at... Um, oh, Forgive me, I'm 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 not. Uh, I don't know like all of like the stores in Oregon, mm -hmm. but he worked at a place. It used to be. It's now called Macy's. Uh, Fred Meyer. No, not Fred Meyer. Meyer and Frank. Frank. Yeah, okay. Meyer and Frank. So he he worked at Meyer and Frank for a long time. And what he's told me is that he worked there for ten years, and his main task was vacuuming. Vacuuming is like something he's super passionate about. He loves doing it okay, at his current right. position too. Yeah, and he's like his his attention to detail when he's doing it is just like it's. It's nuts. <laughs> you awesome. can tell he's he's done it a lot before. But um, yeah, I mean, he he's he's worked at he worked there. I guess from what he said though, like his his disability was a lot more manageable independently during that time. Um, so over the years, like he's 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 had some regressions. You know what I mean? That got him to be uh, a track free client. I should say. And that happens sometimes. Mm, it does. You know, with age and mm -hmm. especially. I'm not sure of, of his diagnosis right. necessarily, but some people have, you know, chronic illness right. or, you know, um, and there is sometimes significant decline just 
if people haven't been working for a long time yeah, anyway. Sure. Absolutely. Um, people with disabilities are majorly at risk for being unemployed. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure of the exact percentage difference, but it's, you know, they're considered a vulnerable population for many reasons. And one of them is, um, you know, they're more likely to be unemployed. Right. And so that's when our service comes in mm -hmm. because there's various reasons. It can be, you know, discrimination. It can be that they have a hard time with interviewing or just maintaining, you know, a schedule or other illnesses that come along with being disabled. There's so many, there's so many factors. <laughs> so many factors so many could factors. go on forever. Yeah. But so that's, you know, another benefit of where this service comes in is making sure that people maintain employment and are successful in For their sure. employment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can say, so recently, um, Jeffrey, he met one of his ISP goals about a little over a month ago, which was to go to go out to California to see his family. Um, and everything went great from what I've heard. Trip went great. Jeffrey had a great time. But I guess when he got back, he had a major regression um, and since then has been hospitalized uh, for for at least like the past month. So today is actually going to be one of the first days uh, he's coming back to work. Um, he's super excited. He's really, really, really excited. And we're proud of him for being able to, uh, you know, push through and and uh, continue working. Because within this past month alone, I think we've had at least two or three people now quit. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, uh, we're just super proud of him. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Having having something difficult happen and then coming back. Yeah. Especially with his, like, circumstances. It's, uh, I, I of course, I can't, like, get, like, too much into it. But it's, it's. It's impressive that he's able to get back to work. Right. And it, it, even more so that he's like excited to come back. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which is actually something that we see in these services mm -hmm. that people with disabilities or individuals with disabilities are more likely to keep a tenure and more likely to continue working for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, with a specific employer. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know what the current numbers are, but at one time it was something about 95%. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely they get, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of our clients, especially track free clients, like they don't, they don't get out much. You know what I mean? They don't get to go right. into the community as often. Um, you know, they might have like a rec program, but a lot of their, uh, I don't know. Like a lot of the things that we take for granted for like are heavily monitored because of their their risks to themselves or like to people in the community. Right. So like when when we have like a track free client um who loves their their work, who loves their team, who loves their management, it's really hard to like get them away from that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not you don't you don't even want to take that away from them, you know. Which is awesome because I know, at least from like a job developer standpoint, mm -hmm. which Ryan is our job developer. Right. I I in the past was a job developer, okay, um, and a job coach and a discovery specialist. So I've been okay. a little bit yeah. in, in everything. Yeah, right. Um, one of the things we would run into is going and talking with employers who had never hired someone mm. um, with a developmental disability before. Mm -hmm. 
and people were reluctant. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's yeah. this assumption of, oh, well, I'm going to have to spend all this time teaching them and they might not succeed. Yep. But really, it's the opposite. Yeah. And you that's, know? that's why we're here, you know. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. Especially with, you know, the economy the way it is right now. People are mm -hmm. having a hard time holding on to employees. Absolutely. And, you know, why wouldn't you want someone who's twice as likely to stay? Absolutely. Yeah. And provide <laughs> yeah. like consistent work, like all exactly. pretty much all the time. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because especially in like, you know, that's hard work mm -hmm. in residence in, you know, vacuuming four floors yeah. is not easy people don't want to do it either you know what i yeah. mean like people a lot of a lot of people just like don't want to do i guess like whatever the, the, the grunt work i don't i don't like that yeah i don't like that term obviously but like think that they're above they're, it essentially yeah, essentially yeah 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 it's and that's why it's hard to maintain is mm -hmm. it's hard work it it's is. not easy work mm -hmm. and so finding someone who actually enjoys vacuuming it's like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please give my man a raise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then also, you know, facing, I'm sure he's faced a lot of things mm -hmm. uh, within his life now and previously. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's like, nope, I'm ready to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't see the benefits to an employer. I don't know what you're looking at. I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. He's so. really, 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 uh, fighting for his job it seems like you know what i mean he's really yeah. fighting to get back to you know what he was doing so just to clarify for people who d may not know um we talked about earlier he met his isp goals mm -hmm. which uh isp is an individual service plan um for people with disabilities or in services mm -hmm. um basically once a year they meet with their uh service coordinator and go over their individual service plan goals yep. so that is what we're talking about and for some people it's maintaining a job mm -hmm. for some people it's uh behavior related or right. um you know socially mm -hmm. uh making more friends getting out of the house there can be lots of different isp goals for sure. um what did you say what goal he met yeah, yeah, that was to go see his family in California. That's right. Okay, so yeah, that was part of his essentially a social goal. Yeah, to it, go see his family in California. Mm -hmm. He probably would have not been able to travel if he had not made nope. money at his job. So, anyone who is outside of the field or looking to get into the field, do you have any recommendations for them coming from your experience thus far? Well, I mean, we, we covered it. If you're not an empathetic person like this, probably is not the field for you. Um, if you if you've already met the prerequisites of being like an empathetic, caring person who wants to advocate for um, people in vulnerable populations, uh, I would say learn, learn the service that you're going into. You know what I mean? Learn, learn where the services start and like what the endpoints are. Um, Learn all the documentation, learn um, policies that might affect your company, like outside of like whatever agency policies that you, you might already have to abide to. Um, learn, learn the service coordinators, learn the uh, VRCs, the vocational rehab counselors. Uh, if you're going into this one, it might not be 
PRC and, and other agencies or stuff like that. Um, just like really try to learn the full scope of services that you're trying to provide. I think that's going to give you like a lot of really in-depth information about like just like the just like the um, the system that you're working for. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much mm -hmm. for being part of this today. Of course. And uh, telling Jeffrey's story. Yeah, we love I Jeffrey. We are we are we are glad to have him back. We're glad to be working with him again. That's awesome. I'm sure he'll be excited to oh. hear his story on the podcast as well for sure maybe one day we could bring him in that'd be cool yeah, yeah. that would be really cool that'd be awesome awesome well thanks yeah thank you thank you for listening to this episode of success stories with hde home care if you have any questions about our podcast or future podcasts please email us at info at hdehomecare.com that is info at hdehomecare.com or you can go to our website, hdehomecare.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to the HDE Home Care Podcast. To learn more about how our company helps people with disabilities, please visit www.hdehomecare.com.